Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 29. And today I have got you your UNC Duke recap from Saturday night. I'm just going to hop straight into it. But first, March Madness is coming up. And I feel like I've got some big plans for them. I know I talked about doing an NBA uh, uh, first half of the season review, but I might push that off because I want to focus on March Madness. March is here. We got conference tournaments this week. March Madness starts next week. I'm going to be talking brackets, upsets, championship picks, the tournament as a whole. I'm going to be increasing the amount of episodes that I do at Chapel Hill. We have a wellness weekend this weekend. I'm going to try and get out some episodes. We have some guest episodes coming up, uh, and I'll, I'll be figuring all the logistics out in the next few days. But get excited, everyone, because it's my favorite time of the basketball season. It's March. It's madness. But without further ado, let's get straight into it because UNC laid the hammer down on Duke Saturday night, 91-73. Read you off a couple stats real quick. Kerwin Walton, 18.6 of 9 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3-point range. The man is automatic. Baycott, 18.6 of 10 shooting, 6 rebounds. Caleb Love had 18 as well, 6 of 12 from the field with 7 assists. Those three combined, uh, those three scored 54 combined out of our 91. Really good production from those three guys. And Garrison Brooks on his senior night, 14 points, 6 of 9 shooting, 2 of 3 from 3-point three range. Very uh, pleasant uh, stat there for Garrison Brooks, 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Duke was led by Mark Williams. He had 18.7 of 10 from the field. He actually had a pretty decent game. Out of all the Duke players, he was the one I was the most surprised by. DJ Stewart had 16 points. Matthew Hurt had 14, but he only shot 6 of 16 from the field, 2 of 10 from 3-point range. Yet again, the Tar Heels shut down Duke's best player, limiting his chances, and he was just off for most of the night, but you have to credit that to the Tar Heel defense. The Tar Heels as a team, shot 31 of 56 from the field, 55%. And from three-point range, we were 8 of 18, which is good for 44%. This team shot lights out. 21 of 26 as well from the free throw line. That's good for 81%. We just, both games this year, we shot exceptionally well against Duke, scoring 91 both times. Credit that to the guards making their shots and this the entire Tar Heel offense. A big problem, though, still 20 turnovers. I know some of those came against the press later on in the second half, but got to limit the turnovers. Good teams can come back from the deficit that Duke was at. We are plus 7 on the rebound margin. Our largest lead was 24 points. First takeaway that I have from the game, we started this game on fire, 26-6. to Offensively and defensively, we were in sync. We were locked in. This Duke team was not ready at all. The first 10 minutes of the game, we took Duke completely out of rhythm offensively. In the entire first half, they could never recover. And this fast start is exactly what we needed. We are forcing bad shots, shot clock violations, forcing turnovers to convert to easy buckets for us. Duke did miss some open shots. You know, that, that definitely contributed to it. But the, this was the best start I've seen from the Tar Heels all season. 
we came out swinging and completely took took Duke off guard and we never looked back. A wire-to-wire win. No, to go a little more in-depth for certain players, Garrison Brooks, my X-Factor, he did exactly what I told him to do. I said we need 12 or 14 points from him. We need him to set the tone. He came out in that first half, scored seven points. He actually got injured a little bit and then came back, and then that's where he made that insane step-back three-pointer with the shot clock winding down. Garrison Brooks was fantastic. Again, he set the tone, and... For on his senior night, he came through. He played with that sense of energy that we need. He played with a little extra fire, maybe because of senior night. Another big thing to set the tone, Walker Miller's charge on senior night. Tar Heel players, Roy Williams, all talked about it after the game with their post, uh, a post-game conference, their press conferences. That really set the tone. That gave this team a lot of energy, they said. And man, they showed it because again, a 26-6 run to start the game. I couldn't believe it. I just want to say this though about Kerwin Walton. He's going to be an amazing four-year player. Kerwin Walton is fantastic. He showed he can make spot-up threes. He can make on-the-move threes with that that super nice crossover on Joey Baker. He can make fadeaway twos. Kerwin Walton is going to be a stud here at Carolina. Kenny Williams 2.0 is here. And Walton's improvements on the defensive end have to be noted. But oh my goodness, because you know, he might not go to the draft at all. He could go early, who knows, but he is... A player I see staying here all four years, and Kerwin Walton is fantastic. And again, he is our most important player. And I love him to death because that stroke is beautiful. It's the same every time. It's muscle memory. Kerwin Walton's shot is automatic. And he is so important for this team, and I'm so glad that we have him. Caleb Love, his efficiency. That was It was really good. 6 of 12. I'll take that every, any day of the week. Shot selection. The two threes that he made to start the game were good shots. He's taken those shots before at start of games, but he's just missed them. But the fact that he made them, he was really locked in as well from the start. Seven uh, assists as well is really good. He drove really strongly, which sometimes we see him shy away from contact. But remember, he's like a 6'4 guard. He's a big guard. But he took it to the hole strong, got to the free throw line, made some and ones. Caleb Love was also really, really good. Amando Baycott is just a model consistency, folks. I feel like he's been putting up like 18, 16, and 8 rebounds like every game. He's going to be another really good four-year player. Third team all ACC, by the way. And I'm naming all these players. I'm talking about Brooks, Walton, Love, Baycott. Because they all had really good games. But overall, this was a team win. This is a team win. Another note about Garrison. Again, that I finally hit the X factor because I called RJ Davis for that last Duke game, Duke game and he dropped a goose egg. So just a little note about myself, you know. 
we don't always make predictions right here, but you know, I'm I'm proud of the Garrison Brooks X Factor pick. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, but you know, podcasters, they you want to take pride with your wins and you want to you know be humble with your losses. But anyways, it was just a really good team win, breaking the press. We broke their press really well, I thought. Sometimes we were a little sped up. Sometimes we would take shots too early in the shot clock. But we didn't let them back into this. We kept up the tempo. We kept our foot on the gas pedal. You know, we were getting dunks, uh, you know, having man advantages on uh, when we got past the press. I thought the bigs did a really good job, actually. We always had a guy in the middle, whether it's Brooks or Baycott, and once they caught it, they kept that ball high, and they immediately turn and pass the ball cross-court. Well, not cross-court, up the court, whether it's to the opposite side or not, to like Anthony Harris or R.J. Davis or something like that. The bigs did a really good job with the press. And I'd say the guards did all right, too. Sometimes R.J. Davis would over-dribble a little bit. Caleb Love would dribble too much. Everyone knows the best way to to beat a press is by passing through it. And I thought we did that for most of the night. And for a young team to stay that poised against a Duke press shows a really good sign that these players have matured and they have certainly improved throughout the season. Again, just a great win to end the regular season. Now we're going into the ACC tournament with some momentum. And if we go on a good run on this tournament, This UNC team could be dangerous come tournament time. And I'm certainly going to talk about their chances once the bracket is finally set up. But if we play like that, like we did against Duke, this team could cause some trouble for some higher seeds. We're going to be like a nine seed. Could we possibly upset a one seed? If If we play the way we played against Duke, we can. I know we're a little inconsistent, but that performance was really encouraging. And what a what a fun win for the seniors. What a fun win for all Tar Heel fans. This game was not close. We blew Duke out of the water. And I'm not even gonna I'm trying to, you know, be as non-biased as I can, but I know I'm a Tar Heel fan, but this Duke team just didn't have it in them this year. They're gonna miss the tournament for the first time since I believe 1985. For all the people who were saying that this team was better without Jalen Johnson. You can't teach 6'9 freak athlete, everyone. Jalen Johnson was a good player, and I know he quit on his team. But this Duke team just wasn't good. It's come to the realization. That was not that good of a Duke team, and UNC showed it because we smacked them in the Dean Zone. Nonetheless, we come away with an 18-point win. Huge momentum that you know, that could be our final stamp on the tournament. As long as we don't lose to a, a to a Wake Forest or Notre Dame, who we will play in the second round of the ACC tournament, depending on who wins that matchup. As long as we can win one of those games, I think we'll be in the tournament. And if we do do if we do win one of those games, Virginia Tech is our next opponent. So I'm very excited to see what the Tar Heels can do in the postseason. You know, this is a young team, but it's a really talented team. If we hit the right stride, we could make some noise, but it's all about how we play. Some big things that we just really need to focus on in tournament play, ACC and the, and the, 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 big, the big dance. Turnovers, shooting the ball well, 
and just being efficient overall. If we go five of 23 again from three point range, we're gonna struggle. Eight of 18 is a good percentage. And we can't have 20 turnovers. Let's try to limit them to 15 turnovers. Because they, they turn into easy points and it's wasted possessions. And I'm sure Roy's emphasizing that. But once again, just to repeat, what a, what a fun game for Tar Heel Nation. The fast start, the end of the game. Sterling Manley got in the game. Uh, he's been hurt for years. With the alley-oop and the, and the, the block to in the last minute of the, of the game. That was just a, a great sight to see. Again, just what a fun game. And I'm, I sure enjoyed watching it. And that's all I have for you guys today. Just want to get the UNC Duke recap. I was assuming this would be between the 10 and 15 minute mark. Again, March Madness coming up. I've got some big plans for that. I want to record some more episodes. And we're going to have a couple guest episodes. And I will talk about my bracket. Selection Sunday is in six days. We've got a great month of basketball coming ahead. Most of this podcast coming up is going to be March Madness. So if you're a college basketball fan, stay tuned because we have got some good basketball coming up. Thank you so much for listening to 125 Unfiltered. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.